Hello, welcome to Trophy TV. It is Monday the 9th of October and Everton have won a home game. Again. It was, again? Yeah. Oh. Okay. We have won home games in the past. Well, it was 132 days since the last one. When did so, we last beat someone other than Bournemouth? At there home? you go. <laughs> <laughs> Question, John, that would have been crystal. No, I'm gone. No, I know no, you and your encyclopedia no, should know. The last one was uh, Brentford, wasn't it? Dwight McNeil. Or was, Le- or was it Leeds? I shall check. Well, Leeds or Brentford? I thought Leeds was the second win we had, and then Brentford with Dwight McNeil, but it might be the other way down. No, you're probably right. Brentford was after Leeds. It was Brentford, it was McNeil, one of 48 yeah. seconds or whatever. Leeds was the call. Leeds was Seamus at the street end. But it was a win. It was a clean sheet, which was the last clean sheet we'd had, it was Bournemouth as well. Mm. We should sing, Can We Play You Every Week, maybe. Um, but it was a good win, and obviously it was the first time in just under a year Everton scored more than one goal at home. Brentford. Yeah, Brentford, I was right, yeah. Um, it was the first time since, obviously, Crystal Palace last October when we scored three goals that we mm-hmm. scored more than one goal at Goodison in a game, mm-hmm. which was a rarity, um, quite enjoyable. But overall, John, it was a, a very good performance from Everton. I've seen that thing that always pops up when Everton win a game. The opposition were very good. Well, they were very poor. Villeneuve mm. were very poor when we played them. Mm. And Brentford were dire well, when yeah, we played yeah, them. Yeah. But like I said, the, the five games Everton have lost, Everton were very poor. The opposition weren't good. Everton were just poor, which is why Villa were able to beat us in Arsenal and Fulham and Wolves and mm. everybody else. But it is a curious line that people trot out there. Bournemouth were poor. You know, I did a sado thing. Teams win, teams yeah, yeah. lose. I mean, I showed you a, um, a color coded thing the night before of oh, yeah, the yeah. fab questions about yeah. which should be hard and which should be easy yeah, to yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. I did one about um, teams in and around us in oh, color yeah. about who they've been playing. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, it's crystal clear um, that most of our games are, are teams in the bottom half. Yeah, because outside of Villa and Arsenal, they're mm. all down there. Mm. And others have got them more spread about, yeah. But of course, for all the statos out there, that doesn't really help you, does it? Because it's how were those teams playing when you played them? That's yeah? all that matters, rather yeah, than yeah. Uh, you know the top six and therefore whatever, you know. Mm. But anyway, yes, a win is a win. Um, it's great to have a win just before an international break because you get to enjoy it for longer, <laughs> yeah. which isn't actually you know running out into the streets waving flags. It's just sleeping through the night. It's just yeah, it just <laughs> it just means other stuff's easier, doesn't That's it? Right, absolutely. You know, going to yeah. sleep is easier. But, but some good performances there. There was, there was. Um, you know, and and um, we we can you know we had the opportunity to do did we do we not to debate who the man of the match was from an Everton perspective? Who did you would give it to? James Garner, I think. Did you really? Um, I thought O'Nana was brilliant. Yeah. So I think it was them two who were, yeah. the, who were, were vying for it. I thought Jack Harrison made a huge There's difference. Loads of votes would have gone DCL's way, I think. Possibly. I mean, it wasn't particularly productive for him, mm. but as a leader, I give him he, as a leader of the line. He was forward. my man at the match last week, though, yeah. against Luton. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he had a great game Saturday, and but I, I think, think I'm getting lazy fear about Branthwaite myself, to be honest. I just expect him now to. I played well, relaxed. but he was up against nothing. That's that what I mean. Was, he just looks so. That's relaxed, the thing. Solanke's a championship striker, isn't he? He is. Really. Yeah. So, but he's, he's still got a mark. Explain to my missus. You know, you know, it's a long time ago that Solanke got the golden boots at the World Cup that DCL scored the winner in, mm. and I said that it's 
Did he see he has sc- done well. I mean, he got 29 goals in the Championship for Bournemouth. They're all players like that, though, aren't they? And he got, I think he might yeah. have got, to be fair to Solanke, though, I think he might have got double figures last season in mm. the Prem. So he's all right. He's just. But they but had it, a, a, an above par season last season, didn't mm, they? So. Well. I just uh, for me it was Garner shaded it with the goal. I think Onana was fantastic in midfield. Um, Jack, like I said, Jack Addison made a big difference, giving us some nuts of width. Tarkovsky's always good in well, general. Did, didn't mean you do this about the team because on Friday maybe. Yeah, because yeah, I remember saying yeah. to me, my view is Garner, yeah, mm. and then Arner. Oh, how some commentator wanted to call him on telly when I was watching. Oh, Nana. Oh, Nana. <laughs> well, maybe. Must be, mm. a, a, you know, a, you know. But anyway, um, like you build your midfield around those two. Yeah. And yet the manager fell onto it, didn't he? Because he wanted to play, you know, this, whatever it was, late for a meeting, late for whatever. Yeah. Therefore, I won't play it. What was your Well, I mean, that, that? the manager's denied that. That was a rumor. Has he really? Okay. So, well, so why didn't he start him? Just he made a decision. Said he made a decision. That's even worse then, isn't it? Well, uh, listen. For me, sorry, yeah, it is. For yeah. me, it, that's even worse. But there is a misconception, I think, with Evertonians as well, though, that Adrissa is a problem. No, not not here. Not with me. Because mm, he's, he's, he's anything but a problem. But it's we, it's we fine. Did have the chat. We had the chat, which was Garner and Onana have to start, and then you're left with the decision. Yeah, we did, of, of whether it's Decore or Decore. Yeah, and clearly the manager wants to play both of them. And, of course, you said Decore's rubbish at home, and then mm. the bugger scores. But, well, he, you know. it doesn't really affect that. He's, no. he's, he's in a... He's been... He wasn't on... He had a very good game Saturday. Yeah. He's been ineffective at Goodison. For the simple reason that the way the style we play, yeah, absolutely. Whereas on Saturday, I think the big difference. I said this in the aftermath thing on Saturday. The big difference on Saturday was we played with an intensity right from the first whistle. Totally agree. And that intensity wasn't there against Luton, and it wasn't there against I Fulham, agree. and it wasn't there against Wolves. The manager can say we've had low. If you look at us, it's been coming. We've had loads of them game. We haven't. We've we've had the chances, and we've had a higher xG. We were on them from the first. You could see it with that. I know they were. Again, it makes me laugh this. Like, I just think back to when people told me Bournemouth had a better squad than us. I, I can't get past it. But anyway. When's the next overlap? Um, about every three months or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be soon. Probably yeah. soon. But the thing the thing about it for me was these emperors new clothes with you've got to play out from the back. That was a case in point on Saturday. That team aren't good enough to play out from the back. No. And yet he kept doing it, and we just kept taking the ball off them. Mm. And but for a couple of better choices, we could have we could have been three oh, up in the more. first yeah. ten minutes. Oh yeah, we made the wrong pass, but we were straight onto them from the first whistle. And we did. We had a little lull for about ten minutes in the first half. But other than that, we were all we were on every time they had it in midfield. We had bodies round mm. them. We didn't ever let them settle. And what that does is it energizes goals. The goal chain, of course, the goal helps. Always. If, if we wouldn't have scored that early, who knows how the game would have gone? But we were we seemed to be on it from the very first whistle, and the crowd responded to that. And then obviously you had, and it's funny how it happens with players. You know, Onan is the one that's been left out, and he knows he's been left out the starting lineup. Then he's in it, mm. and then he responds by, "I'll mm. show you that you shouldn't have been dropping me." And he's everywhere, mm. you know. And um, and I just thought we we took the game to them and. And for once, we put the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. It was I, I, because I, 
missus sits next to me and claims mm. after 15 years as a season ticket holder she's still learning type of thing mm. and um and i was it's interesting because you mentioned bournemouth sticking to their guns and doing what they do mm. i mean that in many respects is good drilling and it's to their oh, credit yeah. that they go mm. one down they they keep the shape and so mm -hmm. on but of course there's a very thin line isn't there between sticking to what you think is the way you wish to play mm -hmm. and knowing it's not working mm -hmm. and therefore you have to change mm -hmm. in game and actually those who are able to change in game will often do better right. because you both you can always go back to what you were after 10 minutes of the change isn't working mm -hmm. i mean unless it's personnel changes yeah i thought actually you talk about the um energy call it what you will or high press type stuff i think the transition between high and low you know where you mm -hmm. just drop off to draw them i think that was more that was smoother mm. you know, the the previous week it was like they sent an email saying by the way lads for the next 10 minutes we're going to be like this yeah uh, and they weren't positively changing so the link between the two conversations there is just mm. that you know bournemouth are well drilled probably still got well how gave them i suppose yeah there's they're still well drilled in the way they choose to play but past the point when they should change it you know, and uh, we we don't make on field decisions very well as a team. I don't think that's the leadership challenge. I think we have. Um, so when if, if what we were doing wasn't working, I'm not convinced we'd have necessarily changed it. And we we think, or I do anyway, that the manager himself is a bit wary of changing the plan he's spent all week thinking about for one that he has to do on his feet. But mm -hmm. good. Should've well, some people should have scored more goals. Some people like are, are good but, at that. It was good. That change, aren't they? Yeah, and others aren't. But you need players on field who will do it but as well. Exactly, you need those. You know, players say. back in the day when we were enjoying us winning stuff would mm. take the game by the scruff of the neck, almost on their own, mm. you know, and, and and try and drag players into form with them. But I think, yeah, they, they just looked like a decent unit. But again, the opposition wasn't great. But maybe they weren't great because we didn't allow them to be. I mean, that's more to me. That's how I used to see it. Always is that you go out and you do you do your job. You don't do your job, then you know Everton. Everton's issue for, with in terms of pressing from the front is is being, and this has been evidence in the first three games. Forget about Arsenal. Arsenal was a non-event. We simply were hoping not to get battered in that game. That was, was and we didn't, and we didn't. Um, and a very good goal. Stopped us getting. Yeah, but there was, again, I'm not going to go. No, into, I'm doing the half full version. Yeah, but but yeah, I can't get away from the fact there was no attempt to try and get back into the game. No, you're that right. Will. No, I agree. But I agree. in the other games, we've done the half press where some team, some of the team will go and the others don't, and they just play around you. And whereas on Saturday, I don't think we did that, but we did have to win your battles and we won a game, and it's great, and it takes the pressure off for a couple of weeks, and we can enjoy it. But that's the that's the level. You've got to play at that intensity at home. It's yeah. it's that's. I it. agree, and I have a question for you because mm. it's all about uh, what you see, isn't it? And mm. and people who who are watching, I sit behind a goal. I'm in the park end. You sit on the side, yeah. pretty much on the halfway line ish. Mm. So probably, well, I am exactly yeah, on the yeah, halfway yeah, line. Best yeah. view in the house, so to mm. speak, without being in the director's box. Yeah, uh, which you have to pay lots for. I'm told that's yeah. not for me. Yeah, it's not for me. That's either. not for me. But anyway, um, you talk about that. Um, pressing at the same time mm. it still looked reactive to me rather than coordinated which well, maybe, means it's energy driven you know well maybe I mean I, I'm just it's saying effective we still but from, if we're refining that then that'd be good from where I was sat is that there was a 
it's not, I'm not talking about everyone pressing. I'm saying when we did do it, they did generally do it together. The the thing that I'm talking about is the intensity of the way That's we I mean. play. Yeah, energy, so yeah. doing things quickly. Yes. So when we're going forward, we go forward yeah. quickly. We don't do that thing where it was. There wasn't that position where we got it to Michalenko and he stopped and he looked to go back and it went back to Tarkovsky right, yeah. to Brantwaite and it comes all the way back dead slow and they just sit behind the ball and we just go, what do we do now? There was lots of movements off the ball. And because it was mingled with, mm. as you say, movements, closing, pressing high, mm. a nice line all, you know, better teams than, well, better players perhaps, but mm. better teams than they struggle with the reduction in time that they get to think and, and move the ball. Mm. And, and very few of the goalkeepers in this division are actually really good with their feet. And therefore, the weak link always comes there. We're one of the biggest teams, you know, in height terms yeah. in the league. So anything that's going to be airborne, we should pick up. And the more often we can get a keeper or a defender just to almost in a panic launcher up the field, mm. is us getting the ball back rather than the opposite, which is what's been happening in the poor performances where we give it away too easily. Yeah. So clearly, there's still evidence there of unforced errors, but you get that anyway. Yeah. But it was all in the round, okay, because the bad stuff, if it was bad, maybe bad's the wrong word, mm. was soon followed by something a bit better, wasn't it? About trying to recover, trying to get the ball back and that sort yeah. of thing. And they had no no space to play with, so. And the big thing is, of course, we it's the goal. Goals change everything. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. if the core on day one squares a ball to James Garner in the third minute, we went, we're winning 1-0 on mm. the opening day of the season. There's a fab stat somewhere, isn't it? Against Fulham. Deitch's teams, or us in particular, just don't lose when we score first. A lot of teams are that, though, in it's the Premier League. It changes the stresses and everything. It's 70, isn't it? 71% of teams in the Premier League who scored the first goal win the game. That home or generally? I think in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was up there at that It might Someone might come back. It's why the second goal is so key, isn't it? It's why the the second goal statistically mm. is so key because it becomes 2 0, then presumably that percentage goes really into the 90s somewhere. You've done that, aren't you? If it's one all, it's start again, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's an example. Yeah. That's a stat to keep. There'll be a lot like that, though. As a guy who rang up then on on the Merseyside, which we were listening to on the way home, said, well, we just need to blitz everyone in the first 10 minutes. It doesn't matter who we're playing, get that first goal. But that stat wouldn't survive very long if we did that, would it? But what what we've done at the weekend, of course the goal does change, because what Everton tends to do is we we punched ourselves out against Luton. Mm. We started like trying to be on the front foot, and we had a little flurry, but Everton... And this has been this has been under a few managers, not just John Dykes, by the way. But we almost get bored with what we're doing. If we don't score, it's it like bored. It comes across. That's no, how they it do. Looks. It does, or they become they doubt the plan. Mm. So it's almost like, so they're either not fit enough to keep the intensity yeah, up, yeah. or they go that hasn't worked. That what we were trying. So let's do something else. We're mm. good teams, the best teams. Just keep plugging and keep plugging. I think Everton is unique. That's what Bournemouth did. They kept plugging away. What they, what they were doing was... See, where Gary O'Neill was in charge of them last season. He was very unfortunate. You see this with Wolves. It was just embarrassing from, the, from them, but that's from up to the them. ownership, yeah. Or board. Yeah. What you do is... If you can't play out from the back, you don't play out from the back. Mm. Or you do a hybrid. So mm. you go long, and then you might 
so the team starts edging back up because the goalie's kicking it long, then you play it short. Just continuing to knock it to someone to give the ball away, like kids' football. Mm. So in the Premier League, you look at what works. Now, okay, Iriola in Spain, that I imagine everybody plays out from the back in Spain, mm. everybody. It's a slower pace, the pressing won't be as intense. Nine times out of ten, that'll work. It's just a restart. Lampard, you should do it to us. It's just a restart in some mm. of those leagues. Well, that's it. Yeah. But Lampard was doing it with us, and what makes me laugh is, and Everton have done this, and they've done it with Sean Dyke. They were doing it last week, or the, or the home, yeah, it was last week. Playing it out, then we get pressed. So we turn, we work it, we turn. It goes back to Pickford, and he just kicks it back to where it come from. You know, and I say this to our kids on a Sunday. It's like, and particularly my own lad, when we're taking a kickoff, you kick it, you're taking the centre, you're kicking it back to the centre back, and you will kick it back to where you would nearly been stood when you took the centre kickoff. So why are you knocking it back to go back to where you start from? And Everton done it. They were rolling it out, getting pressed, didn't know what to do, went back to the keeper, and then he kicked it out for a throw. Yeah. So we, we were giving Everton the ball back. Exactly right. Lot, and, and lots of, um, they do, you're right, um, but lots of club stroke players. Hmm. It's like they never, they make the conscious decision we're going to play out because clearly the only benefit to playing out is to draw the opposition towards you. Mm. Yeah. So pressing is what you want them to do. Yeah. Therefore, surely you practice how you defeat the press. Yeah. Well, that's what you hope. And, and the logical way to achieve that is probably with a player of yours coming towards the keeper. He's back to goal because he's 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 the wall, isn't he, to, to play off? Mm. You know. And Anana did that quite a lot, but. You would think it's part of the game, but it's not. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. We can all, all be amateur, you know, statos and all that sort of stuff. But everyone sees what the real stat is, which is Everton 3, Bournemouth. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, don't care what the XG was. Anyone know what the XG was? Who gives a damn? Well, there you go. The real one was two. The real one's two point six. Oh, we got the new one now without without the without the inflation of. Um, well, Most some of them. GS from same it's, events. Yeah. It's the some of them are done. They're all done differently, aren't they? Yeah. So people have used different models, but the like. Go with the Opto one. Opto the biggest... one is two point five six. I think. Was it? And yeah. Bournemouth was zero point eight four. Yeah. Happy days. So, Happy days. Won the game. Yeah, that's all that matters. It's, it, nothing. Nothing else really matters. I though. even coped with the frustration of the if buts of well, have they turned up last week or have they? You know, uh, yeah. no. Well, that it. Listen, that is going to be something that haunts us for a while, isn't oh, it? Nice. We've had Luton, Wolves, and Fulham at home, who are, in my opinion, three poor sides. Yes, and we lost to all three of them. So Sheffield's only points is still against us. Yeah. Albeit it's away from home, so you're always happier with the draw. But that the Goodison thing, yes, we should have beaten all three of them. And the way the game played out, we should have beaten all three of them. That isn't just going, well, four home games should have won all four. No, the actual games themselves. The actual games themselves. But they've gone. And there's nothing we can do about it. Well, there is, because when we play those teams away... We... <laughs> well, yeah, you can make it back up, but what I yeah, mean yeah. is we can't change it now, no, can we? absolutely not. We no. can't change it now. So what we do is we go, right, okay, where are we from now? What are we doing? How can we get better? We come back now into not a great run of games. And it's now can you stand up and be counted? That's what it's up to, an opportunity, isn't it? Hmm? It's an opportunity. Everton have generally undershown that it's better away from home. Indeed. But historically, five. the Merseyside derby is not great. 
forever. No, no, you're doing it. No, no I'm saying, I'm saying the measure. It goes from... out the window. <laughs> yeah, I wish it bloody did, John. I wish I, I wish I believed for him well, and I'll for a derby. You, we will do something on the preview in a, ten mm. days' time or something. But, but they, they've got challenges mm. as well. Yeah, there was maybe other... you guys can talk about it when you do the everything but Everton one. But they've got challenges as well. The the overall there was a couple of things a couple of negative things that people had asked me about one was <laughs> they had an identical set piece to Luton only this time it didn't come off but it, it nearly came off uh, where they overloaded Michalenko again yeah, no one responded did. and there was a Michalenko kick off Michalenko dealt with it a bit better there was a kick off over yeah, it yeah. Tarkovsky and Pickford and Calvert there was a kick off between the three of them over it um, that was one thing and the other thing would be that we didn't score more, more goals mm. uh, we had the chance to, the way it played out we had the chance to wipe our goal difference out we did we did um, another couple of goals wouldn't have been mm. too outrageous would it but we created a lot of chance well sorry we've had a lot of attempts at goal which is better again don't buy a ticket um, exactly and I, I'm all for that mm. I'm all for no problem with people shooting from anywhere no issue with it whatsoever as we saw with the second goal um, but there was before the game there was a letter email letter address if you yes, want to call it that was, yeah. by Josh Wonder it was an email yeah from triple seven as season ticket holders we got it I don't know whether every Evertonian got it maybe they did I'm not sure well, yeah it's a good question that was mm. it all season ticket holders all me- oh, members yeah, I think it'd be well. more like the old members, mm, wouldn't it? As yeah. well, so or, or everyone they got yeah. an email address for. So that so. was that was thing. I'll come on to the the um the context of the email. Yeah, yeah. What was in it in a minute? Cool. Were you a little bit surprised that there was such open communication from just at this moment as we speak? only a potential owner of Everton Football Club because there's no, right now, as far as I'm concerned, there's no guarantee Triple Seven are going to be passed by the Premier League. I'm yeah. not, I, I pay for for full transparency. I think they will be, but but they might not be, okay? Mm. My opinion is, and it's only a personal opinion, they probably will be, but who knows? But right now, there's no, it's not as if there's any guarantee. It's not as if that's been taken over. So were you a little bit surprised by that or not? There's always more than one thing, isn't it? A couple mm-hmm. of things, right? Um, it, it it was interesting, right? If I go right to left, mm-hmm. I thought it was a well-constructed... Kind, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It was a bit long, but there's, there's nothing in there that anyone should have any issue from. If you just want to file it all under saying the right things, mm-hmm. right? And I think they are saying the right things in that context, and therefore the only criticism, if you want to have one, is um, it's not about words, is it? It's about walking the talk, right? Mm. And they can't walk the talk until they do or don't get control of of the business. So that that's fine. So I thought it was well constructed, and therefore it was good comms in that sense. Yeah, you know, we as Everton fans can't bitch and whinge forever and a day that the club doesn't engage with us, and and then when it does, yeah. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. And complain about that as well. Um, but but more interestingly for me, well, no, not interesting, wrong word. Um, I, I'm not quite sure why or who approved that a prospective largest shareholder gets to write to every single Evertonian, right? I could understand if it, if it had been dressed up a little bit in the sense of an interview or something. You know what I mean? To, to, therefore, the correspondence would be from the club 
mm-hmm. but it was clearly from one of the founders of Triple Seven. Yeah, um, writing to all whoever it went to, everyone they got an email address for. Yeah, using the club's platform. You know, and and that just seems you know that's a bit odd. You know, I don't know whether there's any bloody data protection issues there at all because, mm-hmm. you know, people like us who've given Everton our email addresses, we've handed them over so that they can communicate with us and they do say in their, you know, when you sign up to that, that they can share it with partners and so on. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Notwithstanding that, it lands. It's, it says the right things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if they did all the things that that correspondence says, then I think most people, people will, be, be happy. will be quite happy mm-hmm. um, and for what it's worth I've been semi if not a bit more than that critical of the club in the and I've engaged with them on the subject and they don't generally have an answer for it really when Fahad Mishiri's done the same thing you know oh, yeah, stuff yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. a shareholder on headed notepaper etc so clearly there's challenges there because um, in some respects Triple um, Seven have done a deal with Fahad Mishiri right yeah Farhad's happy to sell his shares. Yeah. So at a transactional level, you might say that's done. It right. might be done subject to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really difficult for people at the club when if Triple Seven say, we'd like to do this, please. Yeah. But oh, let me rephrase this. Hi, I'm about mm. to be your boss. <laughs> I'd like to send this correspondence to everybody who, who you've got an email from, i.e. proper Everton fans or... No, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That implies if you haven't got an email, you're not proper. But you yeah. know what I mean. In other words, yeah. we can communicate with people That's it, yeah. uh, directly rather than through the media or, or on websites yeah, yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then you're not going to say no, are you? Yeah. No. So in the round, I thought it was okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not. Gonna... I've got no issue. I've got yeah. no issue with. It. I just thought I was just thinking. Yeah. This this is a little bit curious because they because imagine, like I said, the the actual. Um, what the email contained, I thought was very good. It was yeah, well yeah. written. It was said a lot of things where you want to hear as an of Evertonian. Course, of course, uh, it sounded like there was there was semblance of a plan mm. in there mm. to do, which is fine. Got all that, liked all that, liked it. And some but of I'd... the stuff that was in there was what we talked about. I think on the sofa, mm. which is assuming, or forget even assumption, if and when they become. You know the, the the true controlling owners, if you will. Mm-hmm. Then there's things they could do within hours that start the walking of that talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and as a shareholder, selfish one would be they could announce that there's a, a general meeting, for example. Of course, you know? yeah, 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 that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, you know, and I and I've had some correspondence today for, from shareholders referencing the correspondence from Josh Wanda, and no one has an issue with it. Yeah, but they all highlight what you would describe as my low-hanging fruit yeah you know mm-hmm. well if you want to get shareholders on side do these things yeah? it's just it was just uh, a so fact. that's good so there'll be yeah. i think the interest about that is it's probably come from an unmonitored email box so i appreciate that they might have got hundreds if not thousands of interesting responses which none, just, of, none of which are polite but they're also missing out my only on what the my only well. thing was not if the premier league say no Oh, well, that's the bit about letting somebody who's not currently actually a partner or, a, in other words, what's the justification for using your mailing list to to, to let Triple uh, Seven do some propaganda, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody else have 
Baz rocks up and proves he's got the money. Would you let Baz talk to everybody? Yeah, without, um, without me being a proof so, first. But you're right, and mm. you said, what happens if the Premier League says no? Mm. Do you want to know what my first reaction was? when? Because it, it, I was walking from the car, I think. Was I walking from the car? What time did it land? Does anyone... Was it half 12? Yeah. I, don't, so, I can't even So perhaps I can I'm walking look, from obviously. the car or walking from the calf or whatever it was, mm. and I said to my missus, one way if you're in a half full mode, depending on whose side you're on, mm. is they might have had an early nod from from the, uh, Premier, the League, Premier League maybe, that yeah. this, is look, this looks okay guys mm. so they thought right okay but it looks okay yeah. hence the bit in it that says you know we're confident now yeah. would you expect them to say anything else no you wouldn't but you can just get yourself spinning on the spot if you're not careful no, I want, I, and I about want whether this is good bad or indifferent I, I want everyone take it at face value and say yeah to, okay. to know that I actually thought it was very good and yeah. it was well Ditto. written yeah. and I liked the messaging the messaging was very good I it? thought so yeah and I'm not moaning for the show. I'm not even moaning, I'm no, just no. saying I just thought it was a little bit. Yeah. I was just thinking, ooh, yeah, these haven't had approval yet and we're sending this up. Well, listen, but I hey. want on that as well then, if, you, if we just want to play that uh, simple non-threatening game for anybody. Mm. Um, perversely, there's nothing to stop Farhad Mishiri selling his shares to anyone he wants, right? Yeah. And he clearly has a, a, an agreement which one assumes is binding on both parties subject to. Mm. Because would you like to be the largest shareholder or the majority shareholder of Everton Football Club if the competition owners, managers, you know, i.e. the EPL, right, said, no, we don't want you to do that. Mm. I don't know what happens if Farhad does sell his shares to 777 and they fail the proper owner's test. Yeah. Do we get thrown out of the league or something? What happens there then? I don't know. Perhaps I should read read what it means. You know, read the rules. In fact, I might do this. We've got two weeks, haven't we? Not worrying about two football. Two weeks, yeah, yeah, yeah. And see what happens if you say no. You know, is there an appeal process? I don't know. Mm. There'll be people listening who will message me because you always do, guys, and I do thank you. If you've read it anyway, and you can just answer those questions, that'd be cool. But you're right, yeah. What happened? They might just go down in history as being, or Josh will, as someone who managed to speak to every Evertonian and then never got heard of again. But um, maybe, just maybe, it's the opposite of that, which is they have had some good vibes, yeah? Because the submissions about a week ago, probably 10 days ago now, yeah. isn't it? Someone, I mean, I just know when I used to, because I did both sides of my day job, I put mm. submit proposals. Yeah. And literally, if you submit a proposal, mm. a big piece of business, and you've spent months having a rapport with the guys leading it from the client side. Yeah. I'm telling you, mate, you submit at five o'clock tonight, nine o'clock tomorrow morning. If there's anything in your proposal he didn't expect or he doesn't like, or indeed it's not totally clear, they're ringing me up mm. asking questions informally because the formal response is going to come later. Yeah. Why the hell does it say you're going to charge us X when you told us it was going to be 96% of X? You know, that sort yeah, of stuff. That kind so of thing, yeah. you would think that perhaps some engagement, clarification, that sort of stuff. And if you're very good at this, which I used to think I was, when you ring me up to ask me questions about the formal documents I submitted to you yesterday, yeah. I obviously say the right thing, which is let me go back to my team, I'll come back to you. Yeah, Meanwhile, yeah, anything yeah. else in it you have an issue with? Yeah. And of course yeah. the guy goes, no, no, that's all I've seen so far. And that can turn into confidence, can't it? Because mm -hmm. if the questions, if they have had questions that the football club have had about the, the fit and proper um, submission mm. are things which are easy to deal with you would naturally conclude that once we've answered those we're sort of all right so maybe Possibly, maybe yeah. it is a 
a secret hidden message that this is going the right way, guys. And we've actually started our onboarding process, which is communicating with the key stakeholders, which is the fans, which is great. Fantastic. Mm, and then they can walk the talk when they get a formal approval and do some of those low-hanging fruit things that we've talked about before, which is change ship at board level, the confirmation of you're going to have a general meeting because you're not going to hide, you're going to front it all up and, and things like that which will be really, really interesting and get lots of media coverage, I would imagine, as well, which, again, becomes a platform for getting your messages across, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So good. I liked, I liked, wrong word, I thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I thought it was good correspondence from their point of view. They put it together in the right way, I think, mm -hmm. the messaging. Yeah. Bit long, bit long, but okay. Well, I, th I think they were trying to, listen, I think they were just trying to talk about everything that's probably been levelled at them and knowing what Evertonians kind of want. Without looking too precious about and it. And trying to address yeah. things and go, look, we're looking to do this, 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 this. Fair play, fair play. Do you know what was actually slightly different, which mm. again is, is if you're looking for positives, is the typical MO of the football club, if it had, if you like, let's call them rumours, and clearly not all of it is rumours, as, you know, go and watch the video we did with, with Philip and, uh, or Philippe and, uh, and Paul. Because mm. some of it is factually, you know, it's public record and all that sort of stuff. But the noise, as Sean would call it, Everton's stuff for 20 or 30 years is to ignore the noise, isn't it? Yeah. But they've clearly had a trigger that says we can't keep ignoring this noise. Maybe. Yeah. We're not going to confront it straight on because you, you can't and you, you shouldn't. Can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they've just alluded to basically generically this stuff isn't all true. Mm and that just puts some doubt in in the fair-minded people of maybe that we're only hearing one half of a story. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't help you with the ones who have got it in for you. No. Doesn't, that is true. Doesn't perhaps bring anyone along who's already favorable. But the but the people in the middle, you know, the silent majority might mm. go, oh, "Okay, it's not all true then." Yeah, yeah. Um so so that I thought that was quite subtle and you know, if you look at some of the smart guys they've got on the footballing side then Maybe they've got some really smart guys on the PR side as well, mm. which is good because Everton need good PR. Yeah, absolutely, we do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of this? Just this is just because someone's mentioned it. Please wasn't, do. I wasn't yeah. going to bring it up, but there was a, a story yesterday from the Mail again, wasn't it? Everton are now a billion pound in debt because they owe far up machinery this, and they've got to build a stadium. And they owe a loan to these, and they even included triple seven. In it and the old triple, yeah, well, triple seven are trying to buy it. So, I mean, did you take, do you make, do you put any stock in any of that at if all? If I'm being flippant, I say we're, no, we're, we're in no more debt today than yeah. we were a week ago. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, clearly, um, it's a new story. Everton and me are a new story. Mm. And much of the stuff that can be said, I mean, all those um, legacy platforms media journalists call them what you will yeah who fed off the all the research work done by felipe and paul mm. they've exhausted that well yeah so now they're rephrasing it aren't they i mm. mean if you look at the billion in debt that we're in probably half of that is to farhad mashiri yeah yeah mm. uh, so is it real um in that sense i mean um the stadium was the next biggest chunk mm. and then you got rights and media funding Right, and it's all about the ability to service debt anyway. Um, so without seeing that Nick Harris is working out, yeah, 
and I don't know if Nick will get to do any more articles before I believe the Daily Mail make him redundant. He's but, going, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, you know, Nick, I've had engagements with him and he seems an okay guy who knows his stuff, but sometimes mm. I think the experience levels get stretched, particularly when you're, you're looking at something quite detailed. Mm. Yeah. Certainly, those rags wouldn't be my protocol for insight about our finances and you know and if you want insight about our finances you go to the esk.org yeah you, you don't go to the daily mail do you mm. so it is what it is mate i just let it wash over me yeah oh yeah i mean we'd had a few days without any stories so they needed to exactly do one, yeah. I, I just look and we'd won a game it so. makes me laugh because <laughs> it, it is like the you're including debts a far up machinery but debt he's getting paid if someone buys it he's getting money back anyway you know what I mean? When they're clicking, they got well. No, but if I, if you own Everton and you want half a million, what does you want half a million for? Billion, or million. Uh, half a billion, half a million, <laughs> half a million. Jack could afford half a million. Uh, <laughs> half a billion. Yeah. You know what's that for then? If that isn't mm. for stuff he's owed and stuff, yeah. so then surely if I give you half a billion, that's half a billion off the debt of the football club. But I know that before I buy you. If you've got a car you're selling for twenty grand, and I go. Oh, it's when John's twenty grand in debt, and I go, John, I'll give you twenty grand for your car because your car's twenty cost you twenty grand, and that's twenty grand in debt. You're not still going to be yeah. twenty grand in debt when I give you the car, yeah, I absolutely. But, but the story sounds rubbish, then. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. If you want to do, yeah, if you want to do, um, if you will, you know, everyday examples. Mm. Yeah, I can really bore you to death on the sofa with a business with playing about <laughs> what what is an incremental cost and what isn't. Mm. Because actually, if you if you go round looking for cost, in you'll this find case, it. Yeah, debt, yeah, then you can end up with a huge number. Mm. And there's some reasonably well-established methodologies for determining which of that is real and which of it isn't. Mm. You know, and we could we could laugh and joke about that, but regular day everyday items which people can recognize particularly in this city where we're well into politics and stuff mm. is that phrase "new money." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which you know ministers and politicians use so the question about this article is it new debt yeah mm. and the answer is no it's not therefore it's just someone who's written an article to expose the biggest numbers that they can come up with um but it's on around a billion we all think that um the football club needs to be appropriately uh, financed for not just the needs of of the here and now but tomorrow as well but don't forget when we have our lovely little billion number that we come up with, mm. that includes, you know, getting the stadium completed. Exactly, yeah. That includes perhaps some, some investments in the mm. squad uh, and those sorts of things. So still dirt cheap for a Premier League and it football still, club. Doesn't it? It's like still having, dirt cheap. It's like having a mortgage you're paying off and going, uh, you know, I've got a mortgage for 100 grand and I've got 20 grand left on me mortgage. You're 20 grand in debt. You own, you own it. Well, yeah. Well, you don't think of it like that. And they owe a car, paying a car off. Well, that car was, you still owe, so you're 35 grand in debt now because you owe 15 grand on your car. You owe your mortgage. Oh, what? You've just gone to the shop and spent 100 quid. Oh, you've got to pay that credit. So you don't. And you can quickly, that cost can creep up. The reality of that story was Farad Mashiri wants money because he's put money in. So let's say it's half of that billion. It's my Farad Mashiri. Right, yeah. Maybe a bit more. So Okay, so I'm going to buy it, so there you go. There's half the billion, so all of a sudden, the debt's half now, it's half a billion. It wasn't, it's a billion, Farad's got his money. Well, you still have to pay 150 million to complete the stadium. Well, yeah, you know that, but when we've paid that, we've got this big shiny thing making money, so they're sick. And you can quickly get back to going, yeah. Well, These, we, all, uh, we all kind of know that, but it doesn't, 
it doesn't make as good a sexy clickbait. Absolutely. Headline. And without being rude, these sports journalists mm. talking about finances, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, seem to have decided that be the, like sta- me as well, to be the stadium only needs 200 million to be built now. And it, it's a massive weeks ago, it was 300 I haven't, million. I honestly haven't got a clue. They, they <laughs> just keep making stuff up. But there you go. That's but what all we do know is if you take a drive down there past the beautiful stadium, it's, it's uh, looking tremendous now, <sighs> must admit. Come on. You know what? It won't be long now before we start allowing ourselves to enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because pretty soon, sorry, Baz, you're going to be redundant, mate, because you can send your drone up as much as you like. You ain't going to see anything. Because, because out No, but <laughs> then he needs to use his contacts to try and go and do some filming inside when you see... Mm. Wide concourse areas. I don't think they're gonna open the doors and let him fly his drone no. through the crowd. I just I can't see it. I'm John. sure he can. I can't see it. Camera, can't he? I just can't see it. I wonder if he's. Good. Are you a good enough pilot, Bats, to mm. fly down? You know, indoors. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? I don't think they'd. You no, know, when they did to. all the CGI stuff with. You mm. know, um, I with, think the football club will do all that. Yeah, I but think with Darren they'll... Griffiths doing all it. Well, you know, know what would be co- really cool? Mm. I'm getting carried away now. You're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be... Tell um, Everton have won at home yeah, game, yeah. Go the on. one that went in the planning application, and all that, you mm. know, and I know it was the tunnel club Yeah, and, stuff, and all of that but stuff. But lots yeah. of it was literally like mm. a drone was flying through, wasn't it? Mm. Fly a real drone through, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. And go and land on a seat somewhere. Absolutely. And say, and there it is. See, mate, my mate, Garassi, is it, who... Everton opted against last summer despite the lad going on strike for a few days and chose Neil Mopai. Sehu Garassi, six foot three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not amazing by any stretch, but he's out, he went last summer and we chose Mopai and, mm. and all of that. And he went to Germany. He's done all right, but this year he's got he's just scored his 13th goal of the season. Wow. Played seven games. Mad, isn't he? He's Form absolutely temporary, fat, you know And that, he was only he? 11 million quid. Nobody, why I wanted them last year. Because you could see the it ceiling. Was, was the framework? Just it, it yeah, wasn't yeah. even necessarily. I don't think he'd score. And he listen. This might be his, his Dwight McNeil season. Yeah, yeah. Where he gets twenty seven goals. Goes and somewhere never gets for stupid money and never does it again. Yeah. But framework wise, mm. he'd have been perfect. Yeah, right? sure. And the lad stopped training because he wanted them. Evan mm. agreed everything. And we, then we went down the path of Mopai. But he's having he's having an absolutely great start. Not for season. now because it probably. Um, but we should have a, a debate of whether it's I don't know on the sofa with. Jack or whatever on right mm. is that this thing whereby not just us but football clubs in general but yeah. we're only interested in our football club how they decide how much if any mm. we touched about this with Chris when he was in informally mm. last week how much influence the manager should have on commitments that may last way beyond how long they're at the club yeah I, I know Frank Lampard might be influencing player acquisition mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to be here forever and we're going to win everything or whatever mm-hmm. but at Everton Football Club where managers don't last very long mm-hmm. and this one won't no matter how good Sean does because his ceiling and his floor are so narrowly confined you know you're, you're stuck in a 45 to 55 points a season sort of oh, okay. thing out of his team mm-hmm. so there'll come a point when we've had a year or two like that then someone's going to say we need someone to Kick us yeah, on a little bit. He said that himself. Yeah, yeah. Me, to be fair. But no, that's well. He might modify and change mm. and so on. Well, that's his challenge, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And to do that, he needs to change some of his backroom boys mm. by add, either adding to them, Add to it, young yeah, yeah. bright things. Mm. Maybe do some succession planning. You'll be the next manager. Have a real assistant who you think might be the next. Man. Take over, and that's actually one for Kevin, really, to say mm. we want the assistant to be the guy we think all oh, being well will replace you, mm. type of thing. But anyway, the thing is. 
um, how much influence managers have on named individuals, yeah. not roles and types of player. Mm. Because we're, okay, we've unloaded now, but not totally. But Mopay's gone, you know, and he shouldn't have come. Mm. And yet, one has to assume it was predominantly the manager who wanted well, it. Well, I think, the, to be honest with you, someone said Lampard preferred Mopay. I think they both. I think Kevin's that. Well, we about. did get the vibes that they both. They both shows them. So I don't. You can put on Frank all you want, but there's a director of football there who. If if I'm flaky as a director of football, and you convince me to choose Neil Mopai, when we've come up with this the same type of framework, what he should be saying is no mate, because yeah, yeah. you want to play this way. After our centre forward, six foot. What you say is, is he playing with? Are you going for the two up front? And if, Frank Lampard, and if Frank Lampard says oh, no. I'm not sure. Or... Well, he said no. He got asked in the press conference. Oh, he? Oh, That's okay. not the idea. You remember everything. Right? <laughs> I asked him when it was in Finn's farm with, off the Ooh, thing. Off... the crap drop. Yeah. No, when we done the interview. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. Was the two yeah, day yeah. and he was yeah. like, well, it's, it's not in the thinking. Well, it wasn't in the thinking in August either. So why did, why did Kevin Thelwell go? Okay. So you don't want the six foot three fella who is very similar to Dom, yeah, physically. Because you want to play so this five you're going nine, for nine-ish player. You're going for is. someone Baza says, yeah, who isn't quick. I'm still quicker than Mopai now. Yeah, yeah. at my age. Mm. Um, and if Lampard would have said, yeah, Thelwell should have said, nah, mate. And, well, that's the challenger culture, and and that wouldn't be seen as threatening per se. Mm. You know, because um, you go. I mean, the biggest thing with that, the only way I would have ever given Kevin Thelwell and Frank Lampard, I wouldn't have, not ever, but give them a slight pass on it, is if Don would have been fit at the time of the decision. Mm. Don was injured. That's right. And was out for three months. But you'd still be investing in... Oh, you'd still he, be going for someone fit. who's not no, no, fit. No, 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 but how bad is it when we knew he was out till October anyway? Exactly. At least October. That was the first prognosis, and he come back a little bit quicker. But we knew he was out, and we're going. Well, we're, we're going to go with this fella. But we don't play like that. And and then and that's how we have. And that's why now you have to say Beto makes whether people are like that with Beto. And I think Beto is a player who is better suited to start in games of football than coming no, on you as said a that last week. Yeah. Some players take so long to get up to the speed of the game. You don't want Saturday. He won the ball brilliantly, and then he just jogged, and the lad just come and took it off him. Mm. The Premier League. You win the ball, you've got to sprint away That's from right. people, That's otherwise right. they take it off you. And yet he hasn't been caught in possession in the opening couple of games when he started. No, no. He was sort of up to the speed mm, of the game. Mm. But anyway. But anyway, there's a story there, and, and perhaps I might write something, but uh, about how you make sure that single individuals don't commit you to things. Mm. And I think part of the culture at the football club in the past has been, particularly under Bill Kenwright, yeah. is, you know, and Bill has said, said to me in the past when I've challenged on this sort of area is he always thought his job quote was to give the manager everything he yeah. wanted unquote well it used to be so, but it, it's so if moved you're, on yeah, so but if you're Kev Thelwell and you're the only one saying no and the manager's saying yes mm. and his his clearly his coaches are going to say yes because they're all joined at the hip and you're not getting any support at board level mm. and the owner and bleh, then it's hard to stick your head above the parapet yeah, when we start yeah, looking at about what ifs down the track if triple seven do get control of the football club is maybe Kevin will see in corporates if you like guys who will support him being mm. Johanna 
Johannes Spores or, or, yeah. or indeed or Malad, Don Transfield himself or as you say mm. the data man who says hang on a minute from a data perspective we don't get this at all mm. Well, that's all we can hope. Right, let me just race through cool, these before cool. we finish. Last couple of minutes. Gary Waters, hello. Uh, Matt Barry, Matthew Barry says, Afternoon, lads. Hope you're well. Hey, Great win on Saturday. It brought back memories of all those routine home wins we used to get under Moyes. It's one of those, yeah. We spoke that's about true. this on the way to match on, yeah, uh, yeah. on Saturday in the car. And we were like, remember when you'd go to gaming, you'd just be sat there near the end, knowing they had no chance because the, the game. And you'd just sit there almost like, oh, it's all right, this, isn't it? And if it's in your and I said, you go, let's I'd get love off now. to be three and a half at half three today. Love yeah. it. I say it most week, and we very nearly were. Yeah. We nearly made it three yeah, and a half yeah. three. Absolutely spot. Uh, Kev Murphy says, "Afternoon, lads. First of all, we won again. Yay! Secondly, you see Rooney supposedly being the next Birmingham manager. Personally, think that could be a mistake. Reason being the owners look like they're also Why would it be a mistake, though, Kev? Done. He's done well in the championship. You've got to." He's done well at DC, to be fair, given they've, they've got nothing. Don't have money. Do it. It's a risk for him to it, go Oh, do them. you mean a risk for Rooney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. how I heard it, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant from Birmingham. Yeah, it could be a risk from Wayne, but he's back, he backs himself and will always back himself, so it's up to him. That's if winners he, for you. It's a difficult one. If he goes there and does well, Birmingham are a big club, like well-supported club, so... He's got, I'll be honest, no. right? I'll be honest. He's got a great experience being an MLS, but if he wants to get a big job in this country, he's got to, do he's got to be doing it here. Yeah, and and that he's done it before. Uh, Adam says, "All right, lads, I'm not a season ticket holder, but often sitting at Gladys. I've noticed a lot recently that fans stand for the whole game. <laughs> it caused plenty of arguments, including one on Saturday right Ooh. next to me, which got quite nasty." I completely agree with your views on safe standing. What are your thoughts on generally standing up for the duration of the game? I haven't seen the disagreements get physical yet, but I imagine if it carries on, it might do. Right. It's so difficult, mate. I sit in the upper bullens, so therefore it's not an issue to me, but I know the Gladys Street stand up for the whole game now, and it seems to be a thing that most people do. I don't know. I, I don't really think I should have an opinion on it because I'm not in there. So I shouldn't be telling people who go and stand up. They shouldn't be standing up. And I shouldn't be telling people who want them to sit down that they shouldn't want people to sit down over in front of them. It's seated, which means theoretically everybody should sit down. But I ain't going to be one to tell people in the Gladys seat you should be sitting down if everyone does it. It's difficult. It's why they need the safe standing because everyone knows then what you're getting there's no surprises you know what you're getting I'm not sure that last bit's right to be honest okay well that's your opinion no. so what do you so if you went and sat in the Gladys seat with Theresa and everyone stood up in front of you would you are you just happy to stand up well my observation would be a couple of things the safe standing rail seats mm. it's just about making it safer mm. right so yeah um I would suggest anyone who wants to go to watch Everton play away, if you want to sit down, don't go. No, I know this. Yeah, because but, the chances are... He's talking about the Gladys seat. No, I'm just bear with me, right? Because the chances are that you're going to have to stand up because mm. that's the culture of the away fans, mm. if you will, mm. Yeah, whether there's rail seats or not. Yeah. Um, as far as the glow of Gladys is concerned, because you're asking about Theresa because mm. she's like five foot four, right? Mm. We'd never go in there because I would assume, rightly so, that you're 
going to have to stand up throughout. Mm. And it's actually seats on a terrace, which means it's not great to start mm. with. And I would imagine if everyone in the lower Gladys sat down, lots of them wouldn't see anything anyway. Mm. Yeah, just be, you might see the pitch, but yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so I think if you're an occasional, you know, i.e. you're buying a game ticket rather mm. than a season ticket, then uh, just be wary that if you're going in the lower Gladys, you're going to have gonna have to stand. yeah I get all that and just I, embrace the atmosphere and I is, accept which, all that but I'm drive. just saying for people who do I know I remember going I was in London and my mother-in-law who was a season ticket older at Everton by the way married properly was um, come to Fulham with me because we were in London and I was going she went, can I come okay that wasn't great for me no disrespect mate if you're watching wasn't great for me credibility was it going <laughs> to the way game with my mother-in-law how but long ago was this? She was, it was, it was probably about 12 years ago or something. Okay. Nice. We drew 0-0. It was crap. Um, and drew 0-0 last year when we were there, didn't we? Yeah, but Josh um, got a ticket in his away game box, so. Oh, shit, sure, yeah. But. Sorry, Josh. Zach, everyone was stood up. Josh was there as well. Oh, Zach, Zach, yeah, 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 yeah. But she was fuming because everyone was standing up. So I was like. You've come here, and I told you what it was going to be like. Yeah, indeed. Everybody stands up. We went to Fulham last season. Mm. Everybody was stood up. Well, waiting. The only yeah. thing with issue I had there was people standing in the aisle, which yeah. gets on my I, I have a real issue with that which because is, which, th- that's lazy. And I end up having to move stewarding. people out the way because yeah. I couldn't see. Yeah. And it's like, mate, go and st- stand up by all means. But in front of a seat. Don't stand where your mates are, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's difficult. It's difficult, but obviously at the new ground, hopefully there'll be the safe standing thing, rail seating, and people who want and and those people who love standing can go and stand. I th- I think Everybody what, else knows you're getting a seat. You're right. Stand. You're right. And I don't know, and perhaps someone could say not now because we're out of time out, I guess. But one thing that does cause grief away from home is clearly probably I don't know certainly more than fifty percent of the, the, the away fans forever and the people who go to every single away game. Mm. I, I asked the club once, and the number was like. 60-ish. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. 60 who goes every single, whatever. Mm. Um, so you know, but the one that was interesting, which, and I did get, not an altercation, but a bit verbal. Yeah. Uh, argument, some yeah. guys in front of us at one of the away games, can't remember which one it was, doesn't matter, basically said, well, it's an away game, you stand where you want. Now that is when it starts getting yeah. dangerous. Yeah. So yeah, if that's yeah. happening on the lower Gladys, mm. in the sense that it's not just the three lads in front of you are stood there, Couple of them, there's five of them, yeah, the yeah. other two are from over here, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Then that's where it does get dangerous. Mm. And if stewards aren't on top of it, and it, that naturally causes overflow into, of course, cause what you know, well, we saw stuff, then you need to be careful. Remember Fulham went last year and Dom scored, didn't he? Yeah, and then fellas just went rolling down him. There was a fella there with a the crust, he knocked Spot him over, on, it was yeah. made, and it wasn't. Everton scored, so people were celebrating, mm. and it ended up like he fell downstairs because there was just too many of them stood so dangerous. And the lower Gladys is it's got a little lower stay Gladys, is a, is but a, it's got a little stay of execution because I think if we mm. weren't moving to a new stadium, there'd be rail seats in there by now. Oh, absolutely! Pretty much every be, away yeah. end is is getting rail seats because they know they've given up trying to police sit down. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and when clubs take the full allocation at Goodison, the upper Bullens, you don't stand up. No, I can but, see them. But the away fans do. They're all stood up. You know, um, so it's just a thing, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate. Maybe just they should put it. on tickets and be honest about it a bit, like it says, you know, this seat is obstructed view. They should just say, be aware that it's not uncommon. Yeah, uh, they're on Saturday, you know, that the, people the announcement. 
persistent standing may may result in being ejected from the ground. Everyone starts laughing, going, so you're going to kick 9,000 people out the lower gladders? No, yeah. you're not, so shut up. <laughs> That's right. Save yourself the, the bother. Well, they have to do that to, to defend the fact that case makes them Premier League come after them or the safety advisory yeah. well, we set, well, stuff, you yeah. have to throw people out then you do you have to lift otherwise people. you're just saying it but certainly they could have a, a zero tolerance policy on gangways and stuff like that no well I mean that should be but again then you'd yeah. have to have more stewards and police Yeah. so just don't stand in gangways stand where you're ticker we can self-police that stand where you're ticker is that's simple if you want to stand fine but stay where you're ticker yeah. uh, Steve P says Matt I think if you'd have won against Luton, Fulham and Wolves we'd be like we should have done we'd be fifth now Newcastle, it's Everton. It's Everton. Uh, Professor Poopy Pants has watched the highlights for the 29th time. Fair play. Watch them and more. Keep watching it. Uh, David says, Morning, gents. Well, I'm happy with the win. The Luton result still grinds on me. Yeah. We'd have been nine points at the Luton and Sheffield United. David, don't worry about it. There you go. I had this thing on Saturday and I'm going to stand by it and I might be made to look ridiculous. Get ready to clip this, Ned. I don't think those I think you'll be safe on 26 points this season that low yeah. wow Luton and Sheffield United look wow. like they're gone already and Burnley I think Burnley remember when I Wolfram. said last season a low survival yeah. score and you were going no 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 sort of thing no, well I said 35 points yeah, yeah. all season and, it, and I don't know what it, it ended up it but it wasn't close, far away yeah, from but, that but in the 20s this year I think it's wow. the 20s so you're saying survival's in the 30s yeah and you get 30 points you're safe yeah I mean, I was Unless still... Burnley managed to bring in someone in January who starts putting I mean, the ball in the net for them. They're all over the place. Yeah. Company's got them all over the place. Yeah. And they've played well in games. They leak goals and they can't score. Yeah. And I think Luton are so limited. I watched their bit of their game on Saturday before I went to match against Spurs. They should have been 6 0 down after five mm. minutes. The Charleston missed one from underneath the can. I don't know how he missed it. So if you're right, half the division, right? Will be safe from relegation within in, about ten in about games. six weeks. Yeah. yeah, in about ten games from. No, now. it's just that's how it seems. Of course, I might be wrong. I'm saying this in October, but we know when you look at teams and you go, where are they going to get points from? Don't see them getting like mid thirties, Luton. Because I know how poor we have been. Yeah. Okay, we've had the bad luck stuff. Because, but everyone has. I'm bad finishing. Yeah, but everyone has that. Mm. But you look at our current goal difference and the goal difference. Some of the clubs you just mentioned who are already significantly into double minus double figures, mm. then. That's a real issue. It's just weird. You don't you fix that without buying players mm. per se, and the buying players window is still two months away. Mm. By which time it could be too late anyway. Yeah, Who's going to go there? Right. It's just you just look. It's goals, isn't it? We Everton struggled so badly last season because we couldn't put the ball mm. in the net. Simple as we weren't as bad as people was making out. Mm, that's right. We just couldn't score goals. That's now, right. okay. We've had about 830 shots at goal this season already, mm. and we still haven't scored enough goals. But yet, already, people, Dom's got three, the Corey's got three, Jack Harrison's got a goal, Dan Juma's got two, didn't even get on the pitch at the weekend. Mm. You know, Dwight will score goals. Others, you expect to put the ball in the net. I reckon Beto, once he gets one, will start feeling more comfortable and get goals. There's Tarkovsky scored mm. already. All of a sudden, they're spreading some goals around. Now, if they keep that going and Dom stays fit, we'll have no issue scoring goals, Does which it... means we'll be in the mid mid tableish bracket, yeah, whichever which that Which is means. where we are on on the statistical XG type stuff. But mm. I had the word with Patrick, who, and he, he's going to try and uh, pull together some 
naturally historical evidence about through a whole season how close does reality track okay the, the xg stuff because if you look at the xg tables now which clearly show us i don't know seventh eighth or something and we all go yeah right but the only thing that matters is the real points not expected mm. points mm. but the clubs you're talking about are still rock bottom and expected points mm. so there's logically there's no there's no sob stories there they're just poor yeah no one all my son they're just poor <laughs> Well, I've got the XC table up funny you know. Sort it on extra points. I can't get points. the thing, but the, no, it is on points. It's on points. Oh, the extra points Everton have got seven points, and Everton should have 14, 14. something. Yeah. So Everton are the, the highest underperformers Tottenham in the Premier was, League. Tottenham were the second. Tottenham are overperforming by yeah. almost five points. Arsenal are overperforming by almost five points. Yeah. Spare, uh, Man, Man City have got exactly what they should have. Yeah, look at Chelsea. I'm gone. Liverpool are overperforming, yes. as always they do. Villa are overperforming by four points. Um, Newcastle are underperforming by three. Chelsea are underperforming by four. Yeah, they, they, them and us when the last M tag Everton, on there. Everton yeah. comfortably. Everton and then Brentford. Yeah, are the biggest. Uh, Bournemouth, Sheffield United. All where they the be. one underperforming by one point, Sheffield United. Yeah. Bournemouth are underperforming by two, Burnley by one and a half. Actually, Luton, uh, Luton are underperforming by four, mm. which is quite big. Fulham are overperforming by three, which you put them back down near the bottom. Yeah, but that it's great and you can use it, but it's a trend tool it's all. just to look yeah. and go oh they're doing alright there yeah. uh, Evan Viking couldn't go to match because he got COVID but I did watch it thought we played very well Onana did really well as the anchor I find it funny how big balls Deitch is being after <laughs> finally winning the own game when it wasn't even his original team that won the game um, Swerve calling people who you don't like internet warriors and focus on doing that your was job naughty. Um, was impressed with Harrison I do think he's got the work rate and ability to be good for us his problem with other clubs has been consistency so let's hope he continues now uh, James has get what John said about Garner should be the team but looking beyond this season surely we should be given as much he meant James Garner and yes, Onara yeah. and then it was between Idrissa and Decore who was in the three um, Glenn says when Garner picked the ball up for his first goal he had the player on side to his left and to his right Dom where were you thinking pass or shoot I thought he'd pass it I personally thought he'd man, we'll go through it in the final way but he should have passed it to Dom by the way uh, but he scored Vincent Company watches this right hmm? Michael Keane will be available in January if they need him yeah they do <laughs> they do need someone yeah, yeah. Um Mike says, just while you're commenting on pressing, Everton are and have been one of the best pressing sides in the league since Dykes arrived. Fifth for high turnovers, fifth for possession, one in the attack and third. When doing it, yeah. Mm. Uh, Gary said he got an email from Triple Seven. He's not a season ticket holder, oh, obviously. So member, obviously. Yeah, um, must be digital member stuff, yeah. Marcus says, Dykes isn't the future of this football club. Looking at last season's league, with there being at least four teams worse than us, would you sack Dyke and get a new manager in now? Uh, also, as I don't think we will go down, Potter or a young European coach to actually coach new ideas into a seemingly young squad. A young British coach. Might be a good plan, or do you think it's best to stick with? He's got to win games. If the manager wins games of football, then 
he's doing his job, isn't he? Now, okay, you could we can look bigger than that and go, well, his job is also to improve players, and absolutely it is. Um, I don't know. I think the 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 problem Sean Dykes will have is the next two weeks are great till the derby. The pressure's off. We've won a game but outside the relegation mm-hmm. zone. If Everton go and get battered at Anfield and then Brighton beat us at Goodison, we're back, where we're we're back in the midst and he's under massive pressure again with a game going to West Ham. If he lost all three of the next three, then he'd be under huge pressure again. And that's his issue because all of these games that we've had where he could have built the, the buffer have gone. Mm. So, but that's for another day. We've just won them and we've got two weeks of not playing football. So we can't lose. So enjoy it. Mm. We've won. We've scored goals and we've had a clean sheet. Just enjoy it. Leave the manager stuff for another day. Plan I hope repeat. personally repeat. he carries on winning because it means we don't have to make any changes and we can just go along and get to a place where we call calmness for a bit because we've had no calmness. I think we need to track... It's uh, on him now. Yeah, we need to track... And it's on the players. Uh, Baz points. Isn't yeah. it? We, we need line of sight to 27 points because then Baz will relax a little bit here. No, but I just if you look, yeah. and we can keep living hand to mouth if we want. No, you got to. If that's what we want as a fan base to just get through the season, and then go, okay, hopefully we're fourth bottom next season, and hopefully we're fourth bottom the season after. Well, if that's the plan, we may as well get relegated and win the league, totally win agree. the championship, and have one season where we all enjoy it and we score goals. Yeah. If teams like Leicester who are poor can They're just play and win every game, and their fans are made up, you know, I speak to people at the overlap, and they're like, even. And Villa fans, it'll turn now because they're doing really well. But even like, talking to the Villa fans at the start of the season, it was like, best season we've had for ages was when we win the championship. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> and like, that sort of Greg, who's my mate, the Forest fan, he was like, I love the championship. It was amazing when we come up. We had a great season. And thing, and you hear people say that. I'm not advocating for relegation, but I'm saying if our only goal is to be fourth bottom... No, it can't be. And that's all it is for the next few years, then what is the point? This really? manager tracks, as I said before, 45 to 55 points, and most of that historical well, tracking... Well, mate, if he gets 45 points yeah. this season, he deserves a Most of that, that historical tra- tracking clearly is when he was Burnley's manager. Absolutely. So one and a quarter to one and a half points per game he won't get the high end of it, probably narrow it down a bit. It's probably one and a quarter, 1.35. Mm. He does that, that's rock solid middle table. Mm. But that's not what this football club should But if be. he gets rock solid mid table, then he should be challenged to go above that. Then it's up to him to take it. But rock solid mid table is a starting point. Totally. And you go, right, okay. And for him, if you're doing it, if you're doing it fairly on a manager, There'll be lots. I know there's lots of people that want him sacked now while the breaks on. Yeah, Won yeah. a game. It's not going to happen. Be effective, sack him. They're not going to do it's that. It's not going to happen. And there is other people there now. If the football club, it's triple seven already had ownership of us. They might look and go, "He's a better manager." We've seen Liverpool do it at this exact international break mm-hmm. with Brendan Rodgers. They nearly won the league with him. Then I think they finished sixth, and then they went Jurgen Klopp's available, and we have to get him. So they sacked Brendan Rodgers. They were eighth when they sacked Brendan Rodgers. If you think you can get a better manager, no matter what the current manager's doing, get him. That's what that's what progressive football clubs do. Mm. Villa done it with Gerard last year. Emily was available and he wanted them. You're gone, Stevie. Whatever. If Everton, Everton aren't in that position at the moment because they're going between an owner and a new takeover. The board is still there. 
This one matters, John. We, we, I know, we know, I know. I'm don't. just doing the very uh, so the process for right now. Of it. It's yeah. about Sean Dyche winning games of football. Totally. And if he does that, the noise can calm down. It will. So let's Not just, can, let's, it will. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's just win matches. Win matches. So at we home. don't have to go right. Get rid of the manager again. Win matches you at home. Get, you want to make like John just said. You want to make an informed choice. If Everton, if Triple Seven now in this break went. We really believe Graham Potter is the future of this football club. By all means, sack Sean Dyke and go and get Graham Potter, if that's what they believe. But unless you've got someone who you're going, we believe it's him right now. Well, Everton aren't in the relegation zone now. That's why I'm saying we can't come back and lose the next three games because we're back, we're in a worse position. Can't have a win every Saturday. now and again. Which is, so yeah. that might be a decision to me. But yeah. right now, would be harsh sacking them after a good win like that because they've won three of the last four let's not forget forget Luton Luton was and I, I can't forget it because it sticks in my throat but if you take Luton out of it the last four games Everton won three of them mm. so it'd be a position if they choose a manager who they want to they think we cannot leave on the shelf Go that's and get the them. point if you've got your list of managers but I don't think yeah. they have and I don't think the club are in that position so let's just win games of football oh, should have, the manager keep winning games of footy that's good then we can all just concentrate on the next game can't we that's where we are we've got to just and I know a lot of people would change him now but we just won let's just let it let everything calm down just win games of footy he'll always be judged on results there's another break in November well there is and that's the next block of games so that's the next review and they might who knows they might be in charge by then but let's I don't want to talk about that we've just won Let's leave it there. We've won three of the last four. That's the that's the line that I'm taking today. And we're going because we've done 20 minutes longer than I thought we were going to. And we're doing more than a game, me and Jack. And Jack is sat here fuming. He's, He's looking at me fuming. wobbling like mad. Because he wants to, get, he wants to attack to the Premier League weekend games. Ned's put a magic portal kind of thing. Bottle. Bottle. That makes sense. Button in the link. Just stay on here. Get a drink and be ready for 2.15. Subscribe, like this video, and then do the same on more than a game. And we'll see you in a minute. John Blaine's got a big meeting to go to. See you in a bit. Bye.